Previously on Modula. Bradley and Verna heard whispers from town council members about whether or not the mage, Gallio Librio, was trustworthy. Bradley was compelled to venture out to Idle Island, where he and Inverna each had prophetic dreams. As they pondered them, they had to defend themselves from a vampire spawn, who they learned was a servant of the death god Mirkul. My name is Luke Job, and this is Modular, the podcast where I take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up D&D. I didn't write them, but I am here to run them for you. And I do that because maybe you're a DM who is thinking about re- running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign, and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're confused about why I'm doing this intro alone. And let me tell you, I'm confused too, but I won't be alone for the rest of the episode. You should be warned, though. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now we're running Stormlord's Wrath. So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. And I do have to offer you one more warning. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and second-degree murder. So please be aware of these not-so-good-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular and our Session 9 of Stormlord's Wrath. family guy do that joke um maybe can't i can't ever remember family guy really hey lois yes yeah, beta, beta. Oh. <laughs> yes beta <laughs> you know they say you can make you can grow human meat in labs now and make and make salami out of it Oh, real, so you love real salami, Peter. Wars beyond my comprehension. Oh, freaking oh. sweet. <laughs> Who's that at the door, Peter? Oh my God, it's Sans Undertale. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. <laughs> you can't, you can't see what he's saying because you got to read the text. Yep. And that's it. All right, that's that was the... that was our banter. That's the show. I didn't. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Freaking right. sweet. <laughs> what the deuce? What the d mother? <laughs> yeah, I can't do Stewie. I can't do anybody. I, I can do a kind of kind of Lois, but it really turns into Linda from Bob's Burgers. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> I can do Cleveland. Yeah, you really impressed people in uh, ninth grade with your Cleveland impression. Yeah, it's probably it's probably seventh grade. I'd say, oh, that's nasty. And they'd say, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, my God, Luke, you're so talented. And then they would hoist me into the air, and they would they would carry me through the schools, and they would say, Lukey, Lukey. And I would say, yeah, that's me, but you only love me for a voice that isn't mine. And then I would cry. Say Lavie. Lavie. Bradley, um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you have two and a half uh, days off um, before, before you know something goes down. So in the morning you wake, you and Inverna have a brief moment to discuss what's the best plan of action as far as knowing that there's another faction who might be interested in Leylon. Yeah, for those of you who missed it, there are two factions now, the Storm Faction and the Death Faction. Which side will Bradley choose? Vote now. Poll's yeah. still open. <laughs> <laughs> we should try and get Simon Cowell on our show. I think that would be good for us. Yeah, I think so too. I miss Simon every day. I, in Verna, I'm not quite certain how I feel about dealing with a god of storms and a god of death. She kind of nods. She says, yeah, uh, I mean, there's two of us, <laughs> two of them. Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, personally, I feel like our powers aren't, our strength, not as, we're not as strong as them. They're like, you know, these celestial beings and we're us. I hear what you're saying. I just want you to know positivity can get you a long way. I feel like that's something you would normally say to me. So just keep that in mind. That's that's true. Thank you, Inverna, for keeping me humble. Uh, can you remind me, you said, uh, oh, no, 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 you didn't say any of this. I was going to remind our audience, you have leveled up to level eight. Yes. And so did Inverna. Inverna. Hell yeah. Inverna now has we... battle readiness. She has advantage on her initiative rolls. Oh shit. We fucking love a battle horny queen. And 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 she, she has 58 HP. Ooh, ooh. How do I have more HP than her? Uh she's not a fighter. She's a warrior sidekick. So she only gets a D8 as Damn. her hit die. And you only get a D8. But I don't, I don't know. You've rolled better than she has in the past. I guess I must have. Yeah, so that's that's what she's got going. Oh, and now actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. She has plus ten to hit with her longsword. Oh fuck! Because her yeah. strength her strength score went up from sixteen to an eighteen. Fuck yeah! And so her longsword does one d ten plus five now. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. That is pretty good stuff. I should have went all the way with my charisma. I should have just done both points in it so I could have a plus five. Oh well. You can get a feat next time. Yeah, maybe. So you have two day, two and a half, 
days off. Uh, you and Inverna take some time to talk about this. She says to you, uh, do you think you think we need more help? And if so, from whom? Who can we trust? Yeah, I was going to say, who do we even call? I mean, I liked Galio well enough before we kind of heard about maybe some untrustworthiness. I don't think that he's untrustworthy per se. I just think he's got his own agenda and it doesn't involve saving this town, if that makes sense. Okay, but then... If, ne- if Never Ember hired him and hired us, and he's paying us 5,000 gold to save the town or help make it, why is he going to pay that guy to not worry about it? Because, I mean, I mean, maybe we could talk to him about it. I have no qualms with that, if you want to. Shoot. I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think our goals align. Like, she I'm shakes sure... her head and she says, I, I agree, I agree. I don't think our, our goals align either. I don't want to talk to him. I'm just saying. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just thinking out loud. I get that. I I mean, it's a good idea. It's definitely a good idea. I'm not trying to, like, d- brush it down or anything. I just, I don't know. If he's, if he's wrapped up in his work, I don't know why he would be concerned with what we're doing, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not concerned with what he's doing like in that tower i i have no clue what he's doing he could be summoning a demon lord i wouldn't care it's inconsequential to me and so i, I think believe, that would be consequential i mean to you. You, you, you get what i'm saying okay like, yeah what he's doing doesn't affect me and what we're doing doesn't really affect him and so why would he care and why would he go against what he's being paid for like, if he's only being paid to do a certain thing, why would he go out of his way to do something else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm following. I'm following. Okay, well, I mean, do we have any other options then as far as backup for this whole double front situation? If he wasn't dead, I'd say Falcon. And if he wasn't on the run, I'd... Well... I don't know if I'd say him, but maybe Galio is a good idea. As the two of you are talking, you see the half-orc Breltora is approaching you. She says, uh, Good day. How are you? Good, good to see you both. I, I, was, I was looking for you two. What's, what seems to be the matter? Oh, oh noth- nothing's wrong. Uh, I, I just... Well, you, you brought Vesper back, and when I you know, asked you to, I didn't really have much means of payment, but I, I just fixed a giant hole in Aubrey's peculiarity shop, although I, I want to change the name to Zephyros's because it's his, but he says he's not going to stick around for forever. I don't know why. Um, either way, I fixed a hole in his wall and he gave me something that I don't think I need, but I, I wanted to bring it to you as thanks for bringing Vesper back. Sure. Well, I, we'd be glad. And Inverna seems like she's trying to keep a poker face. She says, yeah, yeah, what'd you you bring for us? Braltora pulls out what looks like a scroll. And she hands it to you, Bradley, and she says, Zephyros said that this would 
help out um, if, if people got hurt. So I, I figured you should have it. You know, you put your your life on the line a lot. Uh, you want this? And she is handing you a scroll of mass cure wounds. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. I I think this would be great. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And just so you know, uh, some of the smiths and some of the masons were talking, uh, and and maybe some of the guards too, uh, some of the younger, cooler ones. We're going to have a little party tonight just by the docks because we finished the tower. Oh, are you inviting us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, of course. I know I would love to attend. Inverna, would you like to come? Inverna squints and says, That sounds lovely. Yeah. Beltora smiles. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Beltora. I I will be delighted to see you tonight. Should we wear anything specific, or is it just sort of like a come in your regular clothes? Oh, regular clothes gosh we don't have much fancy it's it's pretty much a kegger we're just gonna get drunk as fuck oh hell yeah i love that cool cool okay well I'll, nine, I'll nine hells yeah I'll, I'll i'll see you guys there and she kind of waves and runs off uh, she's only a few years younger than you um, yeah she seems a bit awkward doesn't she inverna inverna nods and says sure sure got about as much people skills as you do she glares at you again. She says, I wonder if Zephyros has new stuff in and if he's given out scrolls for odd jobs. We can go check. Let's do it. The two of you walk back over to Zephyros' shop. Quick five-minute walk for you. And as you enter, you see the same skeleton, Aubrey, and you see Zephyros with his, his white beard and his balding head. And he says, oh, my, my, good to see you again. Perhaps my two favorite patrons in all of Leilon. How'd you do? I'm doing well. Has anyone else bought from you yet? Oh, of course. People buy from me all the time. I just sold a pair of twins, a trap for their fingers, where you put a finger in on each side. And it, and it kind of sticks. And you have to kind of push with the fingers inwards. And then it kind of crump. A finger trap. Yes, a gnomish finger trap. Yes. I've seen a lot of those in Everwinter. It's not much of a yes. peculiarity. Oh, this one's very peculiar. Because it can fit any finger. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> bring, it, bring it to a troll. A troll's big fat sausage link finger. And that sausage link finger will fit right in there. Strange, yes? Mm. Very strange, indeed. I, I also sold a pair of edible panties to a young couple. They make those? What do they make them out of? I think they make them out of bologna. <laughs> Believe it or not. They, it, uh, it's that some sounds sort of, terrible. It's some, it's some sort of this meat. Thorin speaking. It's some sort meat of meat. panties? Meat oh panties. Oh my god. Yes. I'm going to fucking vomit. <laughs> yes, meat panties. I know. Delicious and disturbing all in once. Just like my bot Misfa. 
<laughs> is Judaism canon? My my Helmite bot mitzvah, and I think a bot mitzvah is actually for girls. It is. My my bar mitzvah. I misspoke. I've got a lot of bots on the brain. Anyway, for you two adventurers, I do have a few druidic scrolls that just came in. Would you like to peruse, perhaps? Sure. Yes. What kind of druidic scrolls do you have? He pulls out some scrolls. Zephyros lays out five scrolls. He points to the first one. This is a cantrip scroll. He says, yes, shape water. It's fun because it lets you shape water. Mm -hmm. 50 gold for this one. He points to the next one. First level scroll. Hey, what is mass uh, cure wounds? What spell is that? What Uh, level is that? It's it's mass cure wounds. I don't know. You should be able to add a scroll of any spell in your inventory. I think it might be third level. It might be fourth. I don't know. But it just lets you cast cure I'm wounds. Getting, I'm getting scrolls. The only specific one is a scroll of protection. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, just, just write it in your notes. Mass cure okay. wounds will let you cast cure wounds on up to, I think, six willing creatures. Okay. Hell yeah. In can, I a... cast, can I cast... All six on myself? No. Oh. So if you don't, if you use it on just you and Inverna, you're, wait, you're wasting some of it. So. Hey, I don't have Charm of the Storm anymore, right? You do not. Uh, okay. Fifth level evocation. A wave of healing injury washes out from a point of your choice within range. Choose up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius sphere centered on that point. Each creature regains hit points equal to 3d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So 3d8 plus four for you. Okay, so... We've got shape water, which you said was a cantrip. Yep, and 50 We've gold. We've got 50 gold. He points to the next one. This is a first level spell. A scroll of good berry lets you create 10 good berries that can feed you for a day, and they actually heal a little bit of your vitality. Hmm, interesting. 100 gold for that one. He then points to his second level spell scroll, Pass Without Trace. Mm, pass without trace. If you need to sneak about for 250 gold, that one could be yours. Then he points to the third level s- scroll. He says, this one, very potent, Revivify. Yes, for 500 gold, Revivify could be yours. Ooh. And for 750 gold, fourth level spell, Giant Insect. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Let's you summon... All manner of beasties, as long as you can collect them in the woods first and keep them in little jars. Yes. Let me speak with Inverna really quick. Inverna, a scroll of Revivify would be phenomenal for us. Do you? I have 348 gold. Can you make up the difference? So you you need me to spot you 152? Yes. I can do it. She gives you 152 gold. Fuck yeah, we're buying that scroll of Revivify. Awesome. Now, unfortunately, you don't have any money left to buy the 300 gold worth diamonds you need to use it. Even if it's a scroll, you still need components? Pretty sure. What? Ugh. Hate that. Let's see, though. What level spell is that? You said third? You do not need any kind of components. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's third level. Uh, And then, yeah, the scroll just disappears at the end. Okay. 
So you don't need components. Wow. I'm learning all sorts of things. Also, for our listeners, we just realized we have been doing our concentration checks uh, completely wrong. So sorry about that. If you take any damage, say you take one point of damage and you're concentrating on a spell, the DC is 10. If you take more than 10 damage, then the DC, or more than 20, I should say, the DC is half the damage you took. So if you take 34, 34 then your, dam, your DC is 17 to pass your concentration check. Thanks to my pal Nick Corbett who pointed that out to me. Okay, anyway, so you're buying the River 5 scroll. Yes. Perfect. Inverna still has about 98 gold. She says, you want that shape water one as well or do we not need it? I don't think we need it, do we? No, I mean, that, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we should be fine. Okay. All right. Now Bradley's broke. <laughs> Inverna nods to Zephyros and says, thank you kindly for, for thinking of us and having them scrolls ready. Yeah, we appreciate it, Zephyros. Mm, yes, of course. I love mm, to be liked. Mm. <laughs> and he kinda... Hey, if I cast Speak with Dead, could I speak to Aubrey's skeleton? I don't know. I didn't choose it, but... What's the... Let's read the Speak with Dead. I don't know if you can talk to skeletons. I think you can. Must still have a mouth, which it does. has a jaw. So... Yep, yep. You would be able to... You would be able to cast it and ask her up to five questions. Hell yeah. Well, I don't have it, so... Okay. Well, there you go. Anything else from Zephyros? I have zero gold, so nothing. Okay. Or, over the... or the next time you get a shipment of really anything, can you let us know? Oh, my dear boy, I do not get shipments. No, 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 no. I just find things. But I will let you know. Thank you. We appreciate it. You will know that I have something new when... The flapping of a turtle dove's wings passes by your left ear. How about that? That's fun, yes? Very peculiar, yes. <laughs> I try to be as peculiar as possible. Mm. Just a quirky girl. <laughs> he waves, his door opens, and he says, Good day to you two. I, we walk out, I guess. As we're walking out, I'm going to turn to Inverna and say, I really like him. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. He is so captivating. He really I don't, is. I don't know what it is. I just, I just. There's something more. There's something more than meets the eye, and I, I love it. Absolutely. I, I'm certain we may find out more about him. But if we don't, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope nobody would be disappointed if he never found out more. I hope that if this was if this was a sitcom or something or a story in a book, I would hope that if the audience never knew anything else, they wouldn't be disappointed. And that way, there's never an expectation to learn more. I th I think that's exactly how it would. Just, you know, just just like, you know, the play um Jomeo and Juliet. Yes. Nomeo, Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> no, yeah, Nomeo and Juliet. How there's that uh, side character who just dies, Mercutio, and you, you don't know anything about him other than he's like Nomeo's cousin or whatever. Yep. Yep. Ah, God. That is such a good story. Star-crossed lovers, a gnome and an ogre. They fall in love. Beautiful. Star-crossed lovers. 
Isn't that how you make a null? No, it's a no minute troll. Sorry. <laughs> she squints at that. That don't. Mm, maybe. You have the rest of the day yourself. Are you going to work on learning Draconic? Sure. Let's do that. Wait, uh, can I help the town out? Because you, you said they were done building the tower. Yes. Would you rather do that than work on Draconic? Today, yes. Okay. Because then when we go to the party tonight, I'll be like, oh, hey, look, I'm a worker too. You find a few different carpenters who are actually building houses not out of – they're not working on carpentry. They are carpenters for the town, but they're building their houses out of stone, trying to work on their own houses. You lend your labor to them. Go ahead and make me a strength check, an intelligence check, a charisma check, and a constitution check. The strength is 17. Nice. You said intelligence? Intelligence is nine. Okay. Charisma is 20. Nice. And constitution is a natural 20, so 21. Okay, so you prove yourself to be a workhorse for them with that strength check. And people are loving uh, just your entire persona as a worker. You're not sitting on your ass. You're actually helping out not only that you got a smile on your face and it doesn't seem to be wearing you down at all other people are tired they work day in day out but they know they know i mean they're not envious of you they know that you are you have an incredibly dangerous job but they are super happy to have you around however you do not really know anything about building houses so you do have to take a lot of instruction from other people <laughs> you, you, you kind of have to be supervised pretty regularly but people don't really mind because you're so charismatic and fun to be around let's see about inverna <laughs> uh, inverna is working harder than you with a 22 which people appreciate she also seems to be a little bit more independent than you. She knows what she's doing. She is surprisingly friendly to people. Hell yeah. And seems to be kind of making a name for herself. And she does not get tired either. Nine hells yeah. The two of you work from about 10 a.m. until about 6 p.m. You kind of skip lunch. You are treated with a big supper of some porridge which definitely has some wild caught groundhog in it and you could have said anything could there probably boars around here in a swamp groundhog's good though you eat groundhog in porridge I eat groundhog like you for breakfast and it's also it's also a port town. You don't know why you're not eating fish, but you don't. Because these are these are the carpenters you've been hanging out with. One one of the guys is good with a bow. He 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 caught he caught a groundhog before it could scurry back and into the ground. Definitely not good enough. It's true. After your dinner, you can make your way over towards the nearby the docks where this party's supposed to be happening. Hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. You head on over. 
There are drinks being passed around. There is a blunt being passed around. What's a blunt? Like a blunt weapon, like a like a club. The, there is it, it looks like a hand-rolled cigarette, but it's made out of dark leaves and you can smell it's it's good pipe weed in in that. Okay. In that rolled cigarette. You also see some people are drinking some sort of tea with mushrooms in it. And people seem to be having a good time. What would you like to partake in? I'm going to do what I know and I'm just going to drink the alcohol. All right. And Verna's doing the same thing. What kind of alcohol do they have? This is mead. Mead. Ooh. So it's a sweeter one. Yep. Nice. Passing it around. uh, A few flagons. And eventually... You see Scylla is at this party. And she comes. Uh that's actually up to you. How many drinks do you want to drink? I uh Bradley just worked his fucking ass off. He wants to drink as many as he can. Okay, so I'm gonna say that you start with four flagons of mead. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I got an eighteen. Eighteen. You're you're feeling buzzed, but vote fine. Okay. Hey, Scylla, how are you? Are you old enough to be here? Oh my god, yes, you met me in a bar. I mean, it was an inn. You could have just been there to stay there. I am 18 years old. How dare you? Just I kidding. It's fine. It's fine. She slaps you on the arm and she says, I don't but know yeah. what the drinking age and uh, Faroon is. <laughs> she says, I'm just getting my buzz on, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, buzz, buzz, buzz. And then she is. A blunt comes her way and she puffs that and passes it on and she says, Um, anyway, I was just going to say that I heard a little tale on the wind that Inverna and Valdi are hooking up. Is that true? Are they? Um, that's I haven't heard anything about that. That's what Green Jean McGean told me. Hey, Inverna! <laughs> Inverna, come over here! Inverna walks over. Let's see. I'm going to roll a d6. See how many drinks she's had. Six. <laughs> <laughs> and a nine. Constitution check. She says, Bradley, listen, I haven't, I haven't cut this loose in a long time. It is good to... Scylla, oh my goodness. I, I cannot believe you're not talking right now. It is so good to see you. And Scylla says, what is that supposed to mean? Oh my God. Yes, good to see you too, girly. Inverna, Inverna, tell me, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Tell me yes, the truth. Yes, 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 Bradley. What do you want to know? Have you and Valdi been fucking? What? She looks like very shocked and she kind of goes pink in the face and she says... Who said that? That's not true. She said, I just met that woman yesterday. I mean... We sleep in the same tent, Bradley. Yeah, that's true. Damn, I didn't even think... Scylla, you can't spread gossip like that. You turn back to Scylla and she's gone. (laughs) Oh my god, that little gossiper. You hear Private Vesper, the guard you saved, call out. And he says... Hey, y'all, well, I got an idea. And he pulls out what looks like an empty bottle of wine and he kind of over it. And then he says, how about a, how about a round of the old uh, spin, spin the unicorn horn? That's a bottle. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I don't have a unicorn. I don't have a unicorn horn. Uh-oh. We could play. We could play. Uh, we could play or forfeit the truths or forfeit the daring deeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a little bit more alcohol before I do any of this. You see, Breltor kind of bumps up against and she says, "Here you go, Bradley," and she passes you something. That's got a little fish swimming in it. And she says, if if you swallow that, you are going to be fucked up. A fish is swim like a living fish? A living fish is swimming in it. And she says, she says, I would just take a sip. I would not drink the fish. I drink, I drink the whole thing. Okay, I need you to make me a constitution save with disadvantage DC 25. <laughs> so I got an 11. Oh, This is my first okay. roll. I Don't got worry a 10 is my second roll. You drink the fish. And remember that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where Rocket jumps like in space and is like yeah, eyes? Yeah, 20,000 times, yeah. That's what your head feels like, but you just kind of shake it off and you are immediately fucked up. And you hear some dude say, fucking gnarly dude, he just drank the entire witch's brew. And uh, people start chanting, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. And then next thing you know, you're sitting down on the dock and there's a group of about 10 people and they're spinning a bottle. So there are 10 people playing spin the bottle. Who's in the group? They're playing, they're playing forfeit your truths or forfeit your daring deeds. Forfeit your truths or forfeit your forfeit your deeds. secrets or forfeit your daring deeds. Who's playing? You, Inverna. Oh, I'm I'm already in the group. You're already in the group. Oh, okay. You're. you're I mean, you know how blackout. One moment you're there, and one moment you're somewhere else. <laughs> that I've done that before. Yeah. Yes. So it's you and Inverna, Scylla, Breltora, Vesper. You see, there's two other guards, a man and a woman. The girl is very attractive and then you see a dude with really big ears <laughs> and you hey, see is the guard the guy guard is he very attractive is he a babe uh he are you into uh are you into like uh my into sodomites is that what you're saying are you into like uh old man take a look at your life kind of well, it's like why is this one old dude at this party that kind of thing <laughs> that's he's old he's old and no one else here's old how old like on a <laughs> scale of one to a hundred he is probably 70 70 yep. he's still a fucking guard Jesus. he looks he looks strong as an ox then there is a sculpted dude with a chin like looks like it was made from the heavens and then there's a very clearly like emo looking girl with her hair in her face. I need you okay. to go ahead and roll me a D10 because it's your it's your turn to spin the bottle. I thought you said we we're playing forfeit your truths or forfeit you, your secret. You are, but you're spinning a bottle to decide who you ask. Oh, I got a five. Five. It lands on Vesper, and he says. Gosh, yep, it's me. Uh, uh, Fulfill the secret to me, Vespa. He kind of scratches the back of his head and he says, I shit myself when the lizards had me. 
other folks were other folks were were pooping through the through the gates, but I, I just shit myself. I, I was too embarrassed because I'm a well, never. Well, I guess dude. it's good that you're in the swamps that already smelled terrible, right? I think I think that's the only thing that covered me. <laughs> uh, everybody else just kind of laughs, and <laughs> Inverna's gonna spin almost as if I had planned it, but I didn't. I let the gods decide. Inverna's spin lands on Breltora. Okay. And Invernus says, I challenge you to forfeit a daring deed. And Breltora kind of says, okay, yeah, like, what, what, what should I do? How old is Inverna? Inverna is, we're going to say 31, maybe 32. Okay. So still a younger one, but kind of iffy why she's hanging out with these 20-somethings. Exactly. She says to Breltora, I challenge you to punch me in the face as hard as you can. I I know I'm pretty drunk. Bradley knows he's pretty drunk. You hear the crowd the crowd goes, ooh. I hey, can I can I talk to Inverna really quick? Scylla says, You're already talking to all of us, so Inverna's included in all of us. You're talking yeah, to her right I now. I need to talk to Inverna privately. Inverna if looks that, at you. That's okay. Inverna looks at you, and then you hear Breltorus say, I'll do it. I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. Hey, wait, hold on. Wait, before. Can I talk to Inverna privately before this happens? Really Inverna quick, turns please? and she says, What do you want? Come over, come over here. Come over here. And I want to walk her downwards a little bit. And Two I'm of you say, walk to the end of the dock. And I'm going to say, Hey. Make me hey. a stealth check with disadvantage. Well, I already have advantage on stealth checks, so it's just going to be a straight roll. Okay. It's a 19. Okay. What do you say to Inverna? I'm going to say, hey, hey, Inverna, you certain this is a, that's a good idea? She rolls her eyes and she, she says, what, 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 what do you think? What do you think? Well, I just, you know, I know how you feel. You think I'm trying to you think I'm trying to pick a fight? I don't think you're trying to pick a fight per se, but I think one could potentially be started. I know try- how I'm you feel about. To, I'm not trying to start a fight. All right, but if you, you know, if you get she's going to punch you in the face. And if you get handsy, I'm also I'm going to get handsy with you. I'm just letting you know. And Verna grabs you by the nipple and twists and she says, she, she says, she says, I'm not scared of you, Bradley. I know you're not fucking scared of me. I push her hand away. And I say, but we got to keep the peace in this town. Okay. She this sneers. This is a night of fun. She walks over. She walks away from you. But she also walks past the circle. And she walks up the steps and you hear people say, wait, where are you going? And Verna, come, no, come back, come back. Beltor says, it's, it's fine. You, you don't have to leave. And, and Verna walks off into the night. I'm sorry for pooping the party, guys. That's on me. Scylla pokes you in, in the shin and she says, you're a freaking party pooper. Party pooper. Do you want me to go get her and get, bring her back? I could do that. We're, you. We're besties. You see the, the handsome dude with the chiseled jaw grabs your hand and he says, sit down. 
sit down. Bradley. Just sit. Just sit just down. Just sit down. Yeah. It's it's time to play the game. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. This, All right. You've convinced this, me. This dude whose name whose name is Chad Moneyworth. <laughs> He spends. My name is Chad. Chad Moneyworth. Money I actually came from Neverwinter. I wanted a spot of adventure in my life. My family's rich. He spends. I want to hear more about Chad Moneyworth. Chad Moneyworth. Chad Moneyworth says, "I'm from Waterdeep, the superior city to Neverwinter, and I think Never Neverwinterians are losers. But I'm glad to be Leylon because Papa said he would cut off my money if I didn't try to make something of myself. So here I am, as a cooper trying to build barrels and things. His bottle lands on Scylla, and he and he says." Tell us the truth, Scylla. Let's forfeit a secret. Forfeit a secret. Yeah, come on. Keep up with the canon, Luke. That was Chad Moneyworth who forgot, not me. <laughs> Scylla says, oh my gosh. Um, okay, well, I think I think I kind of hate Valdi. She says she's really boring. And you hear other people whispering, oh, God, she is boring. She's super. Vesper says, she's nice. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Vesper. <laughs> I I think she's nice, but I'm going to keep quiet because I don't want to be bullied like Vesper. Scylla spins the bottle. And I'm not going to roll. It lands on you, Bradley. Okay. She says... I, I challenge I challenge you to a daring deed, Bradley Copper. Well, what is thine daring deed, Scylla? She says, I dare you to kiss the person in the circle that you think is the most attractive. And just to give you a lay of the land, Scylla could be your 18-year-old little sister. Breltora. Yeah, Scylla is eight years younger than me. I feel weird about that. I would feel weird about that. Breltora is probably... 24, half orc, not the cutest. Vesper looks like Orcs a goofy. Are attractive. I she, think but she's not the cutest. No. Vesper is a really awkward looking dude. <laughs> His Adam's apple's way too big. Okay. Old man Smithers is really old, and you can see his his lips are really chapped. Then there's what was that god this is hard there's the guy with the really big ears they look, he looks like okay. he could get satellite on those things his name's and Dumbo it, yep Dumbo <laughs> then there's Chad Moneysworth and then there's the other guard and you found out in the night her name is Ailey and she Ailey. is a and she's a half elf and she looks to be probably about your age maybe a little bit older oh and, and then, then there's, there's the the emo. And the emo girl and the emo yeah. girl you see she is uh, stabbing uh, a doll over and over again. How old is she? Uh, she's anywhere between 17 and 100. You can't really tell. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to look around at everyone. And then I'm going to say, well, Scylla, I can't do that. 
And Scylla says, oh my god, why not? L- party pooper is what you are. Because I can't kiss myself, you idiot. <laughs> the crowd laughs uh, roarously. And um, Vesper says, that, and that's true. You're the best looking person here. <laughs> and, and, and Chad says, as if, whatever. And he said, he, he kind of puts away what you can, you see he slips into his pocket. He had just put on some lip gloss and <laughs> he puts it away. And Scylla says, fine. The night continues like this. You eventually drunkenly walk home. Uh, and when you climb into the tent, you can very clearly hear Inverna is crying softly to herself. Hey. Yeah. Inverna, I, oh, God. Uh, are you okay? Hey, hey, Bradley. Uh, what's going on? How Why was it? Was it? Was it fun? What? I'm not crying. I literally can see tears on your face. She punches you in the dick. Oh, fuck. She says, I'm not, she says, I'm going back to sleep. You weren't and, sleeping. Inverna, and she, talk to me. We're friends. Please. Roll me persuasion with disadvantage. Okay, well, I got a natural one. She says, good night, Bradley. Second time. Good night. And she turns over on her side. Well, I I take my sheet my three sheets and my pillow. I guess I have a pillow. And I'm going to sleep outside as to give her some space. Because that's what you do when your friends are angry with you. You give them space. You set up outside the tent. And it's cold. And she lets you sleep good, in the cold. Good thing I have that uh, tattoo of cold <laughs> resistance. It's true. That does That does help out. It is now the morning. I'm definitely thinking to myself, and I'm not saying this, but I'm thinking to myself, at least you know, Quinn and I never really got in any fights until the end. <laughs> God. Uh, it is now the fourth day of leaf fall. You wake up. It's a pretty uninventful day, but I'm going to let you work on something you want to work on. I want to work on learning Draconic. So I'm going to say uh, you respectfully attend Marigold's uh, morning. Uh, oh God, what's the word? Service. Sermon? Service. Yeah, yeah. Where where a few people. It seems like Lathander is is pretty popular god in Leylon. There's about twenty people. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. praising How many people are in Leylon? Like sixty. It's like oh, a, thir- a third of the population is here. Um, praising. Lathander, you notice one of those people is Valdi. She seems to be uh, praying. None of the other people you saw at the party are here. Oh, make me a constitution saving throw. God, don't let me be hungover. I rolled another natural one. You are in the middle of this Lathander service, and your head is fucking pounding. The... The two statues, there's two statues of Lathander for you. There's one for everyone else, but you're seeing double. <laughs> and someone looks over to you and says, praise be unto him. And you just down your chest and just vomit on yourself. 
with a natural one. Sorry, buddy. I was just going to have you be hungover. But, um, and someone says, my God. And they just kind of scuttle off to a different part of the surface. You get yourself cleaned up. Spend the rest of the day with Marigold or, or an eight-hour day. He's willing to spend eight hours with you uh, working on Draconic. By the end, you uh, pretty much know, hi, nice to meet you. Here's my name. And that's it. But you're, you're getting there. In nine days, you'll be fluent if you keep working at it. So Hell yeah. Wish that's how languages worked in real life. I know. So it comes dinner time and you just prepare yourself a little meal. Have you're I sitting... seen Inverna at all today? No, you haven't. But as you're sitting by the tent, you see her walk over to you. And she says, uh, been, been helping, helping out some more. I was a bit hungover this morning, but I was I was helping people with some houses. Uh, I'm really in... proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what, what did you do today? I uh, I attended a, a service for Lithanda, and then I um, spent time with Marigold. And well, I vomited all over myself, uh, but then I spent time with Marigold learning Draconic. Um, I think it'll help bridge. Uh, some gaps between us and the lizard folk. Mm. Very forward thinking of you. Well, how was the party after I left? Could have been more fun with you there. Roll me persuasion. Can I roll intimidation? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, if you hadn't have fucking left. That is an 11. She kind of nods and she says, that's that's a kind sentiment. Um, I'm, I'm sure it was not more fun. It would not be more fun if I was there, but yeah, sorry. I don't know what got over me. I mean, the alcohol got over me, but. No, no. And that's, it happens. And then I just didn't want to, I know how you are with orcs and half orcs, and I didn't want anything to happen. And I apologize. I, I, I might've overstepped. I wasn't trying to fight fighter, you know? I, yeah, no. I, just... I, I wanted a reason to dislike her. And if she had hit me in the face, I could have thought back to it every time I thought she was kind. It it feels like I'm doing my daddy a disservice, becoming an acquaintance with a half-orc. All my life I've hated them because they're evil. But I'm starting to realize they ain't all evil. And I know that should be a good thing, but it's it's hard for me, Bradley, uh. I just, I don't, I don't want to disappoint my father wherever he is or, or, I mean, a half-orc killed him right in front of me. I don't know your father, and I never did, because obviously he died when you were young, but I don't think he would want you to walk down the path of hating an entire group of people for the misdeeds of one. If anything, he'd more want you to hate the people who follow Talos. I mean, I do hate him. That's why it's been my life's purpose to find him and slaughter him. But as we've seen, it's not just orcs and half-orcs who follow Talos. Yeah, I know that. I think your father would be proud of how far you've come. Roll me with persuasion. Roll me persuasion with advantage. Please roll high. 
First roll is a 17. Second roll is an 18. Verna wipes a tear. Like, thanks, Bradley. Um, you know something I can say to you honestly? Go for it. You're the closest friend I've got. I'm going to give her... I'm going to give her a big hug. You I don't stand know if she to, wants it. You've hugged but her. But I'm going to give her a big hug, and I'm going to say in her ear, I love you, Invena. She hugs you back, uh, more meaningful than she's ever hugged you before. She says, yeah, I love you too, Bradley. She what pats you on the back. The two of you uh, stay up in your tent tonight, uh, kind of just not really like laughing to one another but just kind of talking about, yeah. about very lighthearted things you know not nothing yeah. serious yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of bonding in the morning you go about your days for a bit there's still you talk to the you make sure to go see uh griselda she says right we've we've got nothing for you to do right now bradley i mean just stay alert you know if if something came into town i'd want you to work on it but maybe you could go find sergeant yoram i, I don't i don't know of anything else and in Verna, you see, because uh, you went down to the fishery to talk to her. Inverna went with you. Inverna and Valdi are talking, uh, and and Inverna doesn't seem to really be asking about jobs that, that you need to be working on right now. She seems to be flirting a little bit. And Valdi kind of brushes some hair behind her ear and smiles at Inverna. You grab her and tell her, you know, maybe Sergeant Yoram has something for you. The two of you Do ask I around. Do I grab her? I don't know if I would grab I think I would leave her. And go find Sergeant Urim myself. You're going to leave her? To flirt? Hell yeah. All right. I want I want Inverna to get fucking laid, dude. You you pass by her and she says, Bradley, where, where are you headed? I'm just heading out. Need to get some fresh air. You keep talking. She nods and says, yeah, uh, all right. S- sounds good to me. She smiles and Valdi kind of says, you know, just something to her and the two of them keep talking. You ask around town and sounds like Sergeant Yoram uh, was heading up to the House of Thalivar, the tower that, as far as you know, Gallio has been commissioned to turn into uh, a, a, gar- a garrison. So is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I think garrison's the right word. What a coincidence because I wanted to see Gallio anyway. Cool. You... Obviously can find the House of Thalivar. It's on a giant hill in the middle of town, and it's the tallest building here. It's I mean, it's it's the beacon of Leylon. It's the one thing that no matter what part of town you're in, you're gonna be able to see. Even when you're lower on the docks, you can still see the top of it. So That's crazy. What a big old tower. It perches on a rocky crag in the center of town, but you've also realized that the locals shun the place. And Everybody works busily about the town, but this trail leading up is overgrown with brambles and thorn bushes. But there is a beaten trail, uh, which looks like it might have been made by some soldiers. I need you. No, I don't need you to do anything. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, As you begin your ascent, you see Vesper and another guard. And then a dwarven guard, another human guard and a dwarven guard are all talking to Sergeant Yoram. And you see they each have the Neverwinter kind of crest on them. And Hail Vesper says, met. Vesper says, oh, oh, uh, Bra- Bradley, it's, uh, it's it's good to see you. Make me an insight check on Vesper and this dwarf. That's a natural 20. So they are They're scared of something. Their faces are white and they do not look 
very happy at all. The 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 dwarf dwarven guard looks kind of timid, and he's not even like, really looking at anybody other than the ground. And Sergeant Yoram says, "Bradley, yes, it is good to see you. We have actually uh, we, we we were just talking, and and it seems that uh, perhaps." Something happened last night. These men believe they saw a ghost. A ghost? Vesper nods and he says, Yeah, we're, uh, you know, I was on duty last night with Gory here. And he points to the dwarf. We we were tasked with, you know, helping tower reconstruction. And we were supposed to just stay over it at night and wake up in the morning and keep working. But, yeah, we saw a ghost last night. And there was other weird stuff, too. Um, like, I'd, I'd place a tool somewhere and, and it'd be moved. And, and Gory says, And I, uh, I felt strange, I felt strange chills in the night and I, I heard spooky whispers. And Yoram says, What do you make of this, Bradley? I've always believed that ghosts were not real. I, in my travels, I have actually dealt with the spirits of the dead. So, they all four kind of, their eyes widen. And Vesper points to Yorm and he says, I, you can see he wanted to say, I told you so, but he says, it's what I was saying. And Yorm says, right, hmm. Well, describe describe what you saw then. And Vesper says, Bradley, I, I saw something that looked like an old man with wild hair and burning red eyes. Uh, we were on the third floor when we saw him. We we sprinted our asses down and out, and we we're coming up here to tell Yoram today. Galio's still in there, uh, but I I can't go in to check on him. And Yoram kind of side eyes and says, "Right, well I will not be going in there either because it's not uh, the work for a man of my stature. Let's let's put it that way. Bradley, would would you care to go in and investigate? Sure, I have no I- issues with that." Go ahead and make me another insight check. Gory seems kind of weird. Got a nine. You rolled a nat 20 before. I'll give this to you. <laughs> Gory, Gory's not telling you something. Gory, I feel like you're withholding something from me, and I don't very much like that. If this is dangerous and I'm going in there, I need to know the whole truth. Oh, r- Can right. I roll intimidation oh. on that? Yeah, absolutely. I got a 24. He gulps and he says, no, no offense, Mr. Copper. I, I, gosh, so sorry. What I was going to say was, uh, oh, okay, Galio. Well, I don't know if he's in any danger, but he's been acting strangely. Um, and Vesper says, yeah, yeah, he has. Um, I'm doing anything. Strangely to make sure that in what way? I'm just trying to stop Gory from doing any more talking. Vesper says, um, well, he, he appeared tired all the time, heavy bags under his eyes and I spotted him last night before we saw the ghost, and he was wandering around in his nightgown. And I asked him a question, and he didn't even hear me. He was just muttering to himself. Interesting. I think I need to go check on our friend Gallio. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Bradley. And the four men let you by. You have a bit of a hike to get up this hill. Just just a few minutes walk, but it's a very large hill that you're going up. And you spot the hill kind of curves to get to flatten out right to get back yeah. up to the tower and at the top where it kind of flattens out you see a woman a human woman who's wearing chainmail armor i need you to make me a history check and i'm about to retcon something 19 you recognize this woman 
you recognize her because there was a painting in Aubrey's peculiarity shop that you saw. And I don't think Zephyros, it's a well, you, I didn't, yeah, I didn't mention it at the time. So this is a flashback scene to a scene you didn't get to hear before, audience. Zephyros had said that this painting of three adventurers were the swords of Leilon. They were an old adventuring company local to the area. And they were renowned as heroes way back when. One of those three people is this dark-skinned human woman you're looking at now. And she's just standing there looking at you. Halen well met. You have every reason to believe she is long dead. As you call out to her, she walks. She turns from you. She walks around the tower and out of sight. Can I follow her? Absolutely. That's what I'm going to do. As you follow, you walk behind the tower and you don't see her. You manage to walk your way around the entire tower and she is nowhere to be seen. Then I'm going to go into the tower. A tall ruined tower thrusts skyward from the summit of this crag. Its uppermost floor, this is going to, this is obviously you at the door. Its uppermost floor is blackened with soot and has been cracked open like an egg with a fissure extending down one side of the building. Wooden scaffolds have been placed recently, erected along this flank, and work and work is clearly a pace to rebuild the structure. At the foot of the tower, two ruined arches open into the interior. So you walk into one of these arches. You walk in and you see this main entrance you kind of walk into. Not much going on in here. Off to your left, there are some stairs that lead up. There's there's puddles in here. It's very very clearly the rain that is kind of persistent in Leylon is getting yeah. into this tower. And, but otherwise, you can tell you're just in an entry hall. You also see on the ground there are three packs uh, that likely belong to Vesper and Gore and another soldier. And they're just kind of sitting there. I'm going to... I'm just going to walk through this entryway gonna gonna galio is somewhere in this tower and i need to find him absolutely so there's a door on your left there's store stairs on your left there's a hallway straight ahead of you i'm gonna try the door on my left first okay you go to open this door and as you reach for it it swings open and you see galio he looks like shit since the last time you saw him, what would be three days ago, maybe. Maybe even longer than that, maybe four days ago. I don't remember now. Galio, how how are you? You see the bags under his eyes are still there, uh, but he looks angry. He has an ink-stained robe, and his curly salt and pepper hair is a fucking mess. You also see his fingers are stained with purple ink. And he says, Bradley, oh, I'm glad you're here. Those cowards that I hired to help me, or that Lord never ever hired, rather, or Yoram hired someone. Listen, they abandoned me. Claims of a ghost. I've seen no ghost. But let me tell you this. I need this tower built. It's of the utmost importance to Lord Neverember. The magic here will help defend Leilon. But I haven't seen a single spirit. I've just got wussies for workers. Oh. I believe I may have seen a spirit when I 
first walked in. But still, it, that shouldn't deter them. Roll me persuasion with advantage. The first one was a 12. 12. You say this in Galio cocks an eyebrow and he says, Are you Shane you saw a ghost? Well, I saw someone who looked like someone I saw in a painting, and the painting was allegedly made a while ago. Oh, oh. Okay, well, I'm not saying that lends itself to a specter, but I, I do trust you, Bradley. Uh, wh- whatever. If you want to look for ghosts, you look for ghosts. Tell those men to get their ashes back up here. I have work to do. If you need me, I'll be here. And he slams I... the door in your face. Can I open it? Yeah. Hey, Galio. What? What? Yes, yes. Bradley, yes. Good to see you. Have you been getting sleep? Sleep? I've been sleeping great. I go to bed every night. I wake up tired, but I am sleeping. Why are you waking up tired? Why? Why? Why does the cow go moo? I don't know. But listen, I need you to investigate this ghost thing, okay? If you believe there's one, then I believe there's one. And maybe my men aren't such whooshies. Either way, you do the investigating. I'm going to work on my work. It's very important. But as for ghosts, that's your Can I do line of expertise. Yeah, absolutely. It's an 18. 18? He's not hiding anything from you. He just seems sleep depraved. Huh. If you... Where exactly did these... Did your men say they saw these ghosts? Third floor is what they told me, but I believe there could be a ghost anywhere. Good luck. And he closes the door again. I'm... I'm going to go to the third floor. Okie dokie. You walk up these stairs. And as you do, there is a puddle. Just like right at the front of the stairs. You kind of step over it. But as you step over it, you look into it. And you watch as your own reflection ages rapidly and you kind of shake and you look back and your reflection's fine gods going to look like my father when i get old you continue up and up and up correct yep you come into what looks like collapsed rooms they have collapsed entirely choking this floor of the tower from floor to ceiling it looks like the soldiers were in the process of clearing this rubble but There's picks and shovels on the ground. Looks like they just were dropped. I want to investigate this room, I guess. There's not much else to it, but you do see you could try and squeeze yourself uh, through some of this rubble. Or, alternatively, you can see outside from here, there's just a whole wall missing, and you see some of the scaffolding. So there isn't really anything up here, is what you're saying? Uh, There's a bunch of rubble in a hallway that looks like you could try and like move it. I want to try and move the rubble. Okay. Let's see. There's go ahead and make me a strength check. A strength check. Gotcha. I was so close to natural 20 to 12. Okay. You spend about two hours clearing rubble and all that kind of gets you is kind of a view and you can see kind of hidden behind some of this rubble it looks like there's a bedroom 
that wasn't previously seen. You also see there's a window that you can kind of see through that leading back out, but you would have to work a lot longer to get to get into this mm -hmm. room. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Yep. Oh, I got a six. You're really disinterested in this, so you just kind of walk away. And you walk back downstairs, and you're on the first floor. Interesting. I'm going to go down the hallway on the first floor then. Okay. Make me an investigation check in this main room. In this main room? Yeah. Got a six. Yeah, you don't notice anything. God, as, I can really use Inverna. Shit. <laughs> as you walk down this hallway, you see there looks like maybe a kitchen on the left, and then there's some room that's choked with rubble on the right. Is there... Can I clear that rubble? Is there anything I can do? Yeah, you want to do that? Sure. Strength check? Yeah, make me another strength check. And we're going to say now at this point in the day, it's probably about one o'clock. This is a 15. My strength Fif check. 15. You spend about an hour clearing some rubble. You're working, you're sweating, coughing up dust. Every once in a while, you feel a chill. Kind of look back, look forward again. Nobody's there. You keep clearing this wreckage. Eventually, you come upon a discovery under the rubble. Underneath these rocks, there are crushed humanoid bones. Modular is Thorin George's Bradley Copper and Luke Job is our DM. The story you heard today as well as 99% of the characters were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Stormlord's Wrath. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to at The Iron Realm, at A Wolf's Den Flags, at Alex Klink, at Bryn underscore of, and at Dyson Desire, who all follow us on Twitter. If you want to shout out like them, maybe you should follow us on Twitter too. Maybe you've realized that I usually give shout outs to people on Twitter. It's because Twitter is our most active social media where we're just kind of always on and it's just going and going and going. We appreciate all the love and support we get from y'all wherever you follow us, wherever you listen. Remember once again that Spotify does have a new little thing where you can rate podcasts. And if you rate us, that would be tremendous and we would love you for it. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.